0: Hello, Christian singles. Welcome to another podcast episode of Single Plus. If you're not following or subscribed, please do. If you're on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or Spotify, you can also follow us on Instagram at single plus and our blog, MySinglePlus.com. And if you're looking for a space for Christian community, I highly encourage you to join the christian singles hub today we have a facebook group with over 4,000 members and we have a community platform where we have all types of online events we also have in-person events matchmaking you name it we are the space that you are looking for if you feel like you need more christian community in your singleness journey so with that let's get to today's episode Hello everyone, welcome back to another podcast episode of Single Plus. My name is Daria White. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I know it's been a while since my last episode, but there has been a lot going on behind the scenes, but I'm glad to be back here because I'm tiling this episode, If This Is You. And if you're not aware, or if you haven't been keeping up, there is an eight-week dating workshop going on right now in the Christian Singles Hub. It is free to hub members, but if you are a non-member, it is only one forty-nine, and you can join us every Thursday, with the exception of the week of Thanksgiving. That's going to be held on Tuesday, but it is right now, every Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And last week, we talked about identity. And that really hit home with a lot of people just knowing who you are in Christ and realizing that you are who he says you are not based off a culture, not based off of what maybe your family dynamic told you that really hit home. And then last night was my topic. And my topic was cuffing season, how to avoid settling. And anytime we talk about dating, I know that there are a lot of different opinions on that and a lot of people are struggling in that area of dating and some weren't familiar with the term cuffing season some were but as I shared before in podcasts episodes as I've shared in blog posts cuffing season is really a time without you realizing it, maybe, that you may make some poor decisions between now and going into the new year because the holidays have a romantic feel to it. Maybe you're just tired of being alone. It's getting cold outside and you want a significant other. And so this doesn't mean that you can't open your eyes to the possibilities of dating. It doesn't mean that you close yourself off from dating. But I say, make wise choices. Don't just Get with somebody just for the sake of getting with somebody, you know, get with somebody that you enjoy spending time with. First and foremost, you to share a love for God and you see this person is living out their faith. You see the fruits of the spirit and make sure that it is a good match as you take your time, as you evaluate without you rushing into things. So I really hit home with that topic on yesterday, but I understand that for a lot of us, dating is difficult. And I even asked the questions at the end. And there were some very vulnerable answers, and I, I was definitely touched by those answers because I can completely understand. So, as I said, I'm telling this episode if this is you, because I'm going to be sharing a little bit of my story. And if you resonate with any of it, just know that you are not alone. And if there are some things that surface for you in terms of what you're feeling or what you're going through, I want to encourage you to first and foremost, take that to the Lord. He's not afraid of your anger. He's not afraid of your disappointment. He's not afraid of your bitterness. Some of us have gotten bitter in dating. Some of us feel like, what's the point? Some of us feel so walled up because we're so, so tired of getting hurt again. And I actually saw a post that demonstrated this. It kind of gave an illustration as to what happens to the human heart and how the picture starts off. You see this heart and it looks normal, but then over the course of things happening in life, you see this heart turning into stone. And it's a gradual process to finally at the end, this heart is completely calloused. This heart is pretty much a rock. And a lot of us, we go into relationships and we're hopeful and we're confident and, we, and we're thinking, yes, this is it. Everything's working out. Yes, things are going to be in alignment, but the engagement is broken off or the person ghosts you. They stop calling you. Or you get a phone call and they say, you know what, I've enjoyed getting to know you. Or you know what, this relationship has been great, but I think we're just going in different directions. And you're like, wait a minute, we were just talking about getting married two weeks ago. What do you mean? Like, what do you mean? And you're devastated. You're heartbroken. Some of you have never been on a date before. There have been a lot of those posts that I've seen in quite, a, um, in quite a few singles groups that I'm in. And some people, male and female, it's like, I've never been on a date before. You know, I've never no one's pursued me. Or if you're a guy listening, you're like, no woman has taken interest in me. She's always friend zoning me. And so you know this desire for marriage and family is deep within you. You're like, God, why isn't this happening for me? I don't understand. I don't get it. Did I do something wrong? Does this mean I'm called to singleness forever? Does this mean that I'm not worthy of love? And that is a lie, you all. That is a lie from the pit of hell. And I shared last night how and I've shared this before too on the podcast, that 2015 was really a pivotal year for me because I remember being in prayer, just pouring out my heart to God. And he revealed to me in prayer that there were some things that I needed to work on. I've shared it before where God's like, there's some baggage we need to take care of. And I didn't think that there was. Me thinking like, wait a minute, God, I thought I was okay. You know, I'm in church, I'm reading the word. At the time I was playing at my church the piano so I was in the music ministry and you know leading out in worship and really a part of that to where we were preparing the hearts before my dad who's a pastor before he got up to preach so it's like God I'm in the field so why hasn't this happened but God showed me that I needed to work on some things and that was a painful realization because at first I didn't want to admit it to myself but then when I took a hard look in the mirror I was like you know what God you're right There's a lot of self-doubt. There's a lot of insecurity. There's a lot of stuff that I've swept under the rug that I haven't been intentional about in terms of healing. There's a lot of unforgiveness, not just with myself, but with other people in my life, people who had hurt me, people who had said things to me over the years that I took on as labels. And I had to strip all of that away and get down to the core, like, God, who Have you called me to be not what someone else said, not what someone else made fun of, not for someone thinking, oh, your personality is like this or you need to be more like this or don't you want to be more like this? And seriously, while so many labels put on me as a child, so many labels, jokes that were made. And because I because I was a child, I didn't know how to process that. I didn't know how to handle that. So I took it personal. I took it to mean something must be wrong. Something must be off. Maybe I am weird. Maybe I am this. Maybe I am that without going to the word of God. So God showed me that in 2015. So I really began to be more intentional about my healing process. And then another pivotal shift happened in 2020, really at the height of the pandemic. And I had just come out of a situation ship, shouldn't have been in, cause I was very unsettled about it. I was very unsettled about it. I didn't think anything of it at the time, but when I look back on it, it was forced me thinking, well, maybe it can work, you know, maybe if I do this, maybe if I do that. Ladies and gentlemen, you should not have to try to convince someone to be with you. If they want to be with you, it's a done deal. You don't have to act a certain way. You don't have to talk a certain way. You as a person are enough. The way that God made you is enough. And if they don't see that, if they don't see their va- if they don't see your value, then you don't need to be sticking around trying to trying to convince them. And I remember The night where God had me ignore and block this guy's phone calls because it was like for a split second, I woke up in the middle of the night and that is rare, especially if I'm waking up completely alert (laughs) because this was like two o'clock in the morning. But I remember waking up completely alert and within a split second, I see my phone going off and it went, I think he called back to back about four times and I distinctly heard in my spirit, don't answer the phone and don't call him back. And yeah, were my feelings wrapped up in it? Yeah. Yet yeah, I think, well, maybe, you know, he went like, and God's like, no, <laughs> no. And he wasn't a bad guy. He wasn't this awful person. He just wasn't a right fit for me, for my life and the direction that God was taking me. And that was hard to do. And it had reached such a low moment for me because I'm thinking, wow, God, was that my last shot? Who you know, am I ever going to meet someone? Like, God, seriously, you know, I'm... <laughs> getting older, you know, more birthdays are passing. And in that year, 2020, I got even more deeper. And I became even more intentional than what I did back in 2015. And I really began to go through an intense process of healing for some of us that may require Christian counseling, which I highly recommend Jesus in therapy. Because there are some things that need to be dealt with that maybe you don't know how to do on your own. And the practicality of therapy can be coupled with the Bible. And you can definitely go to war with those things in the spirits, things that affected you in childhood, things that affected you in your last relationship that left scars and residue. So I did that and I began to see a different me. I began to establish healthier boundaries I begin to realize my worth, realizing, wait a minute, I do have to put up with that. Why would, why would God give me bare minimum? Why should I accept bare minimum? And again, this doesn't mean that these people are bad people, but if you know the calling on your life, if you know that, wait, God is doing something in me, God is leading me to do this, God is leading me to do that. If you know what God is doing in your life, and, and, and if you're not aware, ask God, like, God, what is it that you've called me to do specifically? As as I said last night to the group, you know, I believe all of us have the same purpose as believers to know God, to make him known in the earth, to give him glory with our lives. That's the purpose I believe of every believer. But your calling may be different in terms of specifics. Some of us may be called to the field of medicine and God has called you in that field to bring healing to people. For some of us, it may be the law and God calls you to bring justice to where there's injustice for some it may be the arts whether it's in music whether it's in books and you're a writer maybe it's in film and in television and you want to offer quality entertainment and you want to write quality stories maybe that's centered around family I don't know what that may be specifically for you but if you don't know that ask yourself God what am I passionate about God what ignites me God what lights me up And as you make those steps, God will make it clearer. He'll confirm as you go. Some of us are waiting for God to confirm where God's like, I'll confirm if you take a step because God responds to our faith. So in me making these moves and taking more initiative, I begin to see a whole different side of me. Even my family, my immediate family can tell the changes in me, especially when it comes to making my voice heard and saying my boundaries, And I'm blessed to have an immediate family that has loved me and respects me and sees the value in me. But I know for a lot of us, that's not the case. Some of you do come from toxic situations with family and you've had to distance yourself and love from a distance. So I understand that in this area of dating, that there may be a lot of pain. As I said last night, there's a lot of resentment. There may be some mistrust and you're like, is God even going to do this thing? Is this just wishful thinking, you know? Some of you are past the age of 35. Maybe you're approaching 50. Maybe you're past 50. Maybe you're in your 60s and you thought that you would have someone by now. And I don't know. I wish (laughs) I said this last night. I wish I could tell you the exact date and the exact time and the exact location where you when you are going to meet your future spouse. I would tell you that would not be information that I would withhold from you. If I knew that, I would tell you. And then you can do whatever you want with that information and get yourself prepared (laughs) to meet your future spouse. But I don't know. I absolutely don't know. But what I do know is that you can bring all of these feelings of pain, you can bring all these feelings of resentment, and you can bring it to the feet of Jesus. And there have been times, you all, where I have been angry, where it has frustrated me. And there was an incident, I would probably say about a year and a half ago, maybe a year ago, where I heard, and and, and because of the pandemic being at the height of it, and our church wasn't in person as of yet, we both... Uh, we still kept in, in uh, communication through Zoom and through text and calls, but we heard that someone, one of the uh, women in our church, got pregnant. She's not married. As far as I know now, she's still not married. But it bothered me to hear that she got pregnant. She'd already had a child maybe about eight years prior, so now she's had her second child. And then there was another woman that got pregnant with her second child, again, not married. And yes, we've embraced Well, we switched churches since then. But when we were at that previous church, we, of course, embraced them. We, of course, loved on them. But deep down, there was some anger with me because I'm like, wait a minute, Lord. I'm trying to live a life (laughs) that is pleasing to you, waiting until marriage. And now I'm seeing this and it looks like, what's the point of even doing that if people are going to do whatever it is that they want to do? And it irritated me. It really irritated me for the standpoint, like God, like if people are out here just doing whatever, you know, and God really had to remind me like, okay, that's that's what they chose to do. That was their choice. But that's not what you're going to do. I remember hearing that you all. He's like, that's not what you'll do, Daria. Because some of us think that we're like, well, well like what, what, what's the point of waiting for marriage if people are already living together and having sex? Or what's the point of getting married you know, if you're already you know, sleeping together? You know, what's the point of making it official if you already have children together? I don't know why people do things the way that they do things. But I do know that if you have confessed Jesus Christ as a believer, you are called to a higher standard of living. And if you have made mistakes in the past, Yes, there are consequences to that, but God still forgives, God still restores, there's still grace, and you can repent and turn, turn your ways and live out for him fully now. So don't feel condemned, don't feel judged, acknowledge what you've done. Like, you know what, God, I made a mistake. You know what, God, I made a poor choice, but I'm coming to you now knowing that you can cleanse me with your blood and I can move forward with better decisions and I can lean on you as my guide. And for those of you that feel like I am living right, I am doing all the right things. Why? I don't know. But be careful that you don't think, be careful that that doesn't become a sense of entitlement, thinking like, okay, God, you should bless me with a spouse because I haven't been out here sleeping around or I've been faithful or I've been doing all this, I've been doing all that. Let's not cross that line because marriage is not a reward for obedience. I talked about that in another podcast. Marriage is not a reward for you living holy. We should live holy because that's God's standard, period. We should live holy. We should live righteously. We should live and walk in the spirit because that's what we're supposed to do. Now, yes, God can bless. Yes, God does bless obedience. But our motivation should not be I'm obeying to get what I want. The motivation should be I'm obeying God because I love him and I know the sacrifice that he gave me with Jesus Christ on the cross and I've dedicated my life and I'm committed to living for him fully regardless if he he does anything else for me. I'm living out completely sold out for Jesus. So I understand and I hear the hearts and at first I was like Lord (laughs) do I even have the authority to say this but. As I shared before in a previous episode, where God gave me insight to a certain topic, and people may say, Well, you don't know what you're talking about because you don't have any experience with this. You, but the best example, as I said before then, I'll say it again, we get our marriage advice from Paul. Okay? Paul was never married. So when God reminded me of that, I'm like, okay, Lord, if you give me insight into something, <laughs> if you give me insight into something, if you give me wisdom into something, then that's cool because wisdom supersedes experience every single time. Yes, experience can give you a leg up in a sense. It can give you a heads up, but you want the wisdom of heaven. You want the insight of God. That's what's going to guide you. That's what's going to keep you. So I just want you to hear my heart with this. And if this is you, man or woman listening, if you've been angry at God, it's okay to admit that. If you've been bitter, if you've allowed yourself to become bitter, if your heart over time has grown calloused and you've become jaded and you make little comments like, I guess it's never going to happen. I guess it's never going to beat anybody. No, this never happens for me. It never works out for me. That's too extreme, you all. And that is really a tactic of the enemy. I said that last night because it really resonated with me listening to a sermon from Pastor Jerry Flowers, how the enemy... Yes, there's spiritual warfare, and yes, there are times where we need to face the demonic and call it out and cast it out in Jesus' name. But there's some other things that the enemy uses as tactics that we may not be aware of. And one is exhaustion and how he wants to get you so tired that you do end up settling and getting into a relationship that's not a part of your destiny. And I do believe that God still puts kingdom partnerships together together. He's still bringing husbands and wives together. I'm witnessing it before my very eyes. So I want you to know that God does have your best interest at heart. I don't know the timing of it, but you can trust God's character. You can trust God's heart for you. And you can trust that he will always come through for you. And even if things look bad, even if it feels like things have been happening one after the other and they can't be explained, you feel like there's a lot going on. He still works everything out for the good. He works everything out for the good to them that love him and are called according to his purpose. So lay that pain at the feet of Jesus. Lay that anger down. Lay that resentment down. Lay it all down. Admit it to him. God can only heal what you reveal. And if you keep acting like nothing's bothering you, if you keep acting like, no, that didn't hurt me, that didn't, it hurt you. Say, God, that hurt me. God, I thought that relationship was going to pan out. God, why did that engagement break off? God, I thought that this person cared about me. God, I thought this person and I were in alignment, but now it turns out we're not and we're going our separate ways. God, I thought I would be married before 40. God, I thought I'd be married before 50 or 60. Some of you feel like that at 25. Like, God, I thought I'd be married right out of high school. (laughs) I don't know what your story is. But trust and believe that God sees you. God hears you. And I remember writing this in a blog post, and I'll say it again. Whenever you do meet your spouse, and you feel completely loved, and you feel seen, and you feel understood, their love for you, yes, is beautiful, but it's still a drop in the bucket compared to the sea of Calvary. So whenever God brings that love to your life, just know that his love has been there from the very beginning. And when I realize that, I'm like, "Wow, God, you love me more than a spouse ever could." And yes, again, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to witness these beautiful marriages. It's awesome to see husbands and wives love on each other, respect one another, grow together, and they're in kingdom and they're in purpose and they're doing great things for the Lord but even that is still a drop in the bucket compared to the love of Christ for all of us. And you have that love today. I know you want the love of a spouse. I know you want the love of a relationship, but you have the love of Jesus Christ right now. And if that's not enough for you, a spouse never will be. Because your spouse is limited, your spouse is flawed, and they're gonna make mistakes. But the love of God is perfect. The love of God is timeless. The love of God is priceless. And that's the love that you should be seeking first and foremost. And if you are, and it's been difficult, continue to seek him. Continue to press that much harder. However the enemy hits you, you press that much harder into the presence of God. You press that much harder into his word. You press that much harder in the spirit to get closer to him. And don't let up. Don't get comfortable. Keep pressing towards the mark. Keep pressing towards God. Stay in His presence. Abide in Him and He will abide in you. So I hope that encourages you today. So, Father, I thank you for those that are listening right now. Father, I know that there are a lot of singles, men and women, who maybe feel bitter, who are angry, who question if you're going to bless them with a spouse, who question if they're ever going to meet someone special that loves and cares for them genuinely. But, Father, I thank you, God, that you are still writing love stories. And I thank you, God, that the first love story that you ever wrote was between us and you, because your word says that you love the world so much that you gave your one and only son that whoever believes in you will not perish, but have everlasting life. So, Father, I pray, Father, for healing right now, that you would heal hearts, heal hearts, Father, that are wounded, heal hearts, Father, that may be angry, heal hearts, Father, that are maybe have gone through trauma. And they've gone through so much that they feel like their, their heart is just becoming cast. But, Father, I pray that you replace that heart of stone with the heart of flesh. I pray, Father, that we would just allow you to break down those walls. And that we would allow you to just renew us and restore us once again. That we will be excited, Father. Father, this is, this is a wonderful time of the year. We're coming into the holidays, Father. So, yes, it's very possible that they could meet someone genuine and special during this year. But, Father, I pray that that desperation won't be the motivation, that loneliness won't be the motivation, that trying to make things happen on their own and forcing things, that it won't be the motivation. Father, I pray that they would be open, but still keep their standards, still stay in their integrity, still do things, Father, to honor you. And Father, should you bless them during this time of year, that is great. But Father, I pray that that they would date from a healthy place, knowing who they are in you, knowing who they are embracing who you've made them to be realizing that who they are is enough they don't have to change who they are to get someone to like them to get someone to pay attention to them to get someone to love them father you are already sold on us so there's no point in change to get a human being to love us so, Father, I pray, Father, for those may be struggling in this cuffing season right now. I pray, Father, for those that maybe feel like maybe this is just a lost cause. I pray, Father, for those who have just been so broken and hurt. Father, there's, there's a lot of pain in this earth, but nothing hits the heart more than a relationship. And it could, and it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. Father some of us have been hurt by family members. We've been hurt by friendships. We've been hurt by, yes, romantic relationships. Father, some have a poor relationship with their children, some have a poor relationship with their parents. God, I don't know, but nothing hits the heart more than a relationship. Father. I pray that we would keep our hearts in you first. It's beautiful to share our hearts with someone. but Father, help us to remember that our heart our hearts first and foremost belong to you, God. And I pray, Father, we would never put a relationship before you. Yes, it's great. And yes, when that right relationship comes along, we can be excited. We can be hopeful. We can look forward to the future. But Father, even when the right person comes along, they can't be in first place. You are a jealous God and you should be our first love first and foremost. So Father, I thank you that you are bringing healing right now. And whatever lies the enemy has told us as singles that we're not enough, that we don't deserve it, that it's never going to happen. Father, if this desire is deep, if this desire is truly deep, if this is a true, genuine desire for marriage and children, Father, I pray that we would trust you with it. I don't know when the timing will be, but I pray, Father, we would trust you with it. Regardless of what happens, we trust you. Regardless of the outcome, we trust you. We don't trust the resource. We trust the source. We trust you in the name of Jesus. So heal, Father, the woman that feels lonely. Heal, Father, the man that feels heartbroken and passed over. Heal, Father, the single mother. Heal, Father, the single father who's raising his children because the mother's not in the life of her children anymore. Father, I pray, Father, for singles. We need you, God. The enemy starts in this stage. We don't even realize it, but he starts in this stage with the confusion and the exhaustion. And before we know it, we're in a partnership with someone who is not meant to be our destiny partner. The enemy is after the home. He's after the sanctity of the home. He doesn't want godly marriages. He doesn't want godly homes. He doesn't want us to raise our children in godliness so they're a light to the next generation. He's starting right now in singleness. So, Father, I pray that we as Christian singles would become aware of his tactics And we would stay fully armored in the full armor of God. And yes, we may get hit. Yes, we may get discouraged. But Father, even though we bend, we won't break in Jesus' name. Because we trust you and we have the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. So I thank you for what you're doing and what you're going to do in this area of relationships. In Jesus' name, amen. I pray that that blessed you. I pray that you're encouraged. And I just hope that you would just continue to surrender this season of singleness to the Lord, no matter what stage you're in, know that he is going to take care of you. You are never alone as a child of God. So thank you all so much for listening. Follow on Instagram at my single plus if you're not already. And if you're looking for a space for Christian singles, there is the Christian singles hub, which we are an ambassador for. And follow the podcast if you're not already. So God bless. Stay safe. You all have a great weekend. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.